BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I just realized what, what Jonesy is wearing here. And I got yeah, yeah. it. I got a, I got a Oh yeah, you got your uh, white that. ranger hoodie on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Nice. I oh, love, that's a cute I like couples outfit. Uh, I know, right? right? It's a, Danny's it's wearing his only nerdy shirt, which is the same Star Wars shirt. It's <laughs> 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 like every week. There's a good episode of Star Wars. He's got it. Somebody on. is going the, to the premiere of One Piece Oops. from Red. Oh yeah. This bitch. Yep. Oh, obviously it's Jammer. No, it's not. Have you read any one? Have you caught up? Have you caught up with a thousand plus chapters in one piece? In, in, in a week? Me? God, no. Did you read any more? No. I, uh, I didn't uh, read any of, because I'm like 30, 31, somewhere in there on the on the jump app. Uh, um, but I went, uh, I started reading through some of the uh, character bios like uh, wiki pages you suggested, just to have a little bit of input for what i'm going into one so. thing that's worth noting as well there are different hierarchies in the world you have the seven warlords of the sea um which i don't think you've you've seen in the story so far um and essentially they so. are they are pirates sanctioned by the government to do pirate stuff and essentially are given a free pass in order to uh if they need the government needs them they have to fight on their behalf which is used a few times within the series later on it's abolished so i don't know if this movie takes place when that whole system is abolished additionally there's an unofficial set of groups called the four emperors fans call them yonko but that's just a shitty translation or non-translation um the four emperors essentially they're unofficially the most powerful pirates in the world they were white beard red hair shanks who is one of the characters in this one um big mom and kaido literally in the story right now things have shifted to where it's shanks buggy luffy and oh my god what was it was in your background blackbeard blackbeard mm-hmm. uh, so things have recently oh, shifted okay. so i don't know if luffy's gonna be a, 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 a uh an emperor in this <laughs> one but it's possible he could be considered an emperor nice it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and, and knowing that it's it's not canon like you said kind of uh i guess relieves a little bit of 
apprehension but i'm not going it literally to, will just be a thing angst. where it's like yeah. characters are gonna pop up and everyone's gonna cheer and you're like i don't know who the fuck that is I'll that's cheer, literally what it's I'll gonna cheer be right along i'll cheer right <laughs> along with them i i like i said uh i was really uh excited to get the the invite not to work but but to attend from Crunchyroll, like hey come out here and, and see this with us so uh yeah, and gig really awesome. gig really uh uh boosted um, my thoughts on 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 that. So I essentially am looking at it as a uh, bet on uh, genreverse uh, AVR specifically with with Crunchyroll uh, because they could you know hey do a video on our main channel talking about a this show or this this right. uh, movie that we're we're doing and that's massive. Or maybe down the line they could do a sponsorship. Something like like that. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, paid links, you know, hey, you know, there's a crunchy roll. That's how we watch our anime. There's a link down. If you sign up for it, we get a, a nickel, whatever. So, that's that's the main reason I'm I'm going. So, hopefully it all, yeah. hopefully it all works out. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys ready? Uh, Let me, is my my mic button's working, so. Uh, yeah, you're doing, you're doing I'm, that I'm ready. You, you guys, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm sleeping. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Calm yourself. Shit. Okay, continue. What? Right. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, of premier flagship and international podcast of Polarom Online and the Shopverse Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and with me this week is the remainder. The remainder? Everyone. We're all here. It's the Lattastic Four. I'm super sleepy. I'm sorry. The words are going to get jumbly wumbly. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Jammer Medina, Nick Dahl, Danny K. Bartley. Stop talking about my entrance. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna make it. I'm just not gonna. I can't. Um, how y'all doing? Good. I'm, doing I said right. I'm sleeping. Right, how are, I know no, you're Danny, sleeping. Danny, 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 Danny trying to Danny trying to derail this train. I'm like, no, I gotta. I can't. So, I listen. Listen. I asked how I'm you're listening. doing. I don't care. Listen to me. Um, I have never been more tired before the show disagree ever so like it is no, that's true 11 30 at night here i've been Limp. up since 0 300 so 3 a.m oh gross and then we marched not marched we did a 20 plus mile hike through the mountains of seoul and i'm just i'm fucking dying oh that sounds today. fucking awesome um, though don't complain uh, at me not not with it's... 50 pounds of gear on your back and stuff so we jammer. had it we sounded like a relaxing, gear. a relaxing. Oh, zero, oh, zero gear. gear! I'll send, I'll send you guys a picture later. But the, there's this thing called the Soul City um, Wall Walk, and it is around the perimeter of almost the entirety of Seoul. And I've just, I'm, I'm haggard. I'm sleepies. Uh, everything hurts like lots. So I just got a story eat. idea though. Like, imagine it's the. A story based in Soul that has to do with ghosts, and they call it Soul Suckers. Boom. Fuck you. So I. is a soldier, man. So keep in mind. So check this out. We were up soul, since. Not so. I was up since zero three. We ate lunch at two thirty. Damn. Like oh, it was just a, a miserable fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two thirty. So you were up for like, almost twelve hours hiking, but when you, before you ate lunch, did you eat breakfast? I had a banana and a fruit cup. The fuck is wrong with you? That's your problem. You gotta, you, gotta, you should have been old, open uh, up earlier so you can make yourself some breakfast to get you through that day. That's a you problem, sir. Like what? What, am I, what, what, what do you think oatmeal. gets you Quick through a oats, 20... Banana. Didn't have any. Didn't have any. Get some. No. 
And also, and part of the other thing was like part of the Black reason why I was so Gia unprepared Gia. for that was throwing I some was... fruit, almond butter. Shut up, John. It, it was bad. <laughs> no one's no one's to hear your your health nut thing just because you've been doing a good okay, job. Okay, I am like drinking his disgusting the coffee. Third, the third or fourth least in shape, uh, or most wait least in shape in this podcast. You can't call me a health nut. Like I'm pretty sure I'm in worse shape than Kyle. Than Jonesy. Yeah, and right. Dave. No offense, Nick. I'm not in less shape than you. No, uh, but <laughs> I don't know why you said third or fourth. I'm like, I'm that's absolutely me. I get winded going going up and down down the stairs. Okay, but I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't actually work out. So that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you have man. an excuse. Actually, Nick does have an excuse too. But we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. You know what we want to talk about? What we want to talk about. We're going to talk about. Well, I was going to say, welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast where we discuss. <laughs> that anyone wants to hear you guys know these are important health, this is important stuff like come yeah. on now like the the audience is in, invested they're they're they always anxiously <laughs> await you to finish runs and like <laughs> last week one of these two guys was like oh danny just worked out or some shit yeah i was like danny <laughs> just like, literally in the middle. Yeah. my watch went off and i was like oh danny just finished the workout weirdos <laughs> so speaking of which i crushed every record on my i watch my apple watch I did 400% of my move goal and 200 and something minutes of a workout. Like I'll never, unless I run a marathon, I'm not going to hit those stats got, again. Got to move that goal so, up that day. So goal I've been, up now. I've been, I've been doing something where I'm keeping my, I've been doing zone running, like basically mm-hmm. running within a heart zone. I run yeah. fucking slow with that. Like if I'm trying to keep myself within zone three, Oh my God. I'm like, is this even doing anything for me? I don't feel like it is, but I did that for two hours and 45 minutes the other day. It was so Why? fucking long because that's Why, what's your long? goal. Uh, 12 and a half miles. Okay. So your goal is uh, endurance. You're trying to just be able to run 12 and a half miles. I mean, I want to do, I'm doing a half marathon. And the thing is about a decade ago, uh, I ran a half marathon mm-hmm. and I did it, but like I was doing really good. I was like, Oh, I'm doing seven, seven and a half miles. And then like at mile 10 or 11, my knee was just like, nah, fuck you. And then I basically was hobbling for the last few miles. And I ended up at two hours and five minutes, which is like, like, it's not bad. I mean, it's like nine 30 ish, give or take. Yeah. Um, but I want to, my goal is to make sure that when I do this, you know, now over a decade later that I don't mm-hmm. injure myself, first of all, don't do that again. Um, and in order to do that, I'm trying to build up to it. But, you know, I've been looking into zone training to see, like, oh, if I do this over time, look at Danny shaking his head. Tell me more about it. I was just about to ask you, should ask Danny what what you're doing. Danny, what's up? Tell me. Honestly, the best thing to avoid uh, injuries when running is don't run. It's a movement or an exercise that is just not good for you physically at all. Well, that's not what I want to hear, Danny. You know what? Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Zone running. Gotcha. That's a heart rate thing. So that's an endurance thing. But it sounds like you'd need musculoskeletal endurance, which is why you're doing the distance to look after Ooh, your legs and stuff. Nice. Buddy. So it'd be more of a fitness thing for you, strength and stuff, rather than actually training with the heart rate. The heart rate's okay. But for a man of your young youth-ish, don't no, stress too much I'm 56. About, don't stress too much about that. Sure, they look that way. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. I have a so health announcement too. Oh, go for Yesterday, it. Yesterday was 50 pregnant. days without cigarettes. Hey, that's great. Wait, wait, question. Does that include no uh, jeweling? What the fuck it's called? No. No, Vaping. That doesn't count. Take take back your take your back your claps. Yeah, it does count. I'm not breathing poison. I mean, you are. It's vaping. That's that's still equally poison. Not equally. It's still poison. To be fair, we're taking back our clap, Nick. 
No, Fuck I'm, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah, I shouldn't no be clap. No clap for you. Anybody. That's right. Yeah, no clap for you. No, I'll give. I'll give it to you. I'm keeping your clap in. Keep it up. You guys still give me the. Clap, That's right, Jeremy. Uh, Danny, yes, right, Jeremy. Give me the clap. Jeremy, give me all the clap. We are close enough. I mean, this. No, we're not. <laughs> we're no, not I mean, this. <laughs> no, we're not close enough, Nick. We'll never be that close. I'm sorry. No, to I mean, like, you're four miles away. Danny would have to travel a long way to give me the clap. That's fair. <laughs> like I, I feel like that's, what's ma- that's what makes it more likely to happen, right? Like that yeah. distance. Yeah. Like, man, it's going to happen. <laughs> you could lick the envelope and I'll, I'll lick it before I send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> is that how the, I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that's enough. That's not how the clap works. You need fluids, anyway. you need fluids from somewhere else there, Danny. Ew. Well, I did say what was in my mouth before I licked it. That's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. So Black Adam is a movie that came out. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> speaking of the clap. Speaking of, speaking of sexually transmitted... Uh, what? Yeah, just, how? Why? Speaking of Where's something someone, you, can't, you just was... can't get rid of. Because it makes you... Because depending on who you are, out. apparently apparently, Danny loves it. Uh, I do. I did. Yeah, do, did do. Will. We're going to talk about this film, and we're going to have cool. differing opinions about uh, what done did happen. Uh, so... In an ancient kingdom of conduct, Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods. After using these powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned, becoming Black Adam. Nearly 5,000 years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now free, his unique form of justice, born out of rage, is challenged by modern-day heroes who form the Justice Society. Hawkman, Dr. Fate. Adam Smasher and Cyclone. So this is a PG-13 film starring The Rock. It has a, you're going to love this, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. And a, anybody want to guess the audience score if they haven't seen it already? 65%. 72. You are all fucking wrong. Damn. I'm ashamed to be associated with you. 88 goddamn fucking percent. Should have known. Yep. Should have known. Yep. Should have known. It's not a DC uh, thing. It's a purely a rock thing. I feel like. For are you sure? Suicide no, Squad. No, I'm not sure. I high... haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. But that's just could my be a rock thing. You're right. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be real. This... The rock. You, you go in there. You're not expecting qual quality. Sorry, rock. But you're expecting that. <laughs> what? You know, have a. I'm not. I don't expect quality from the rock. I just expect something that's good to like. Fair. Yell Jungle at Cruise. Or laugh Jungle at. Cruise wasn't quality. I mean, it was fine. It was fun. I wouldn't watch it again. What? All right. Anyway. To be fair, his Spanish was awful in that. I did not buy him as a Spanish <laughs> as a your Spanish is awful conquistador person your or whatever. So Spanish it's just like, is awful. Yeah, it is. The but... Rock. The Rock can play any race, any any tree, any you know whatever. Scarlett Johansson is in. <laughs> King Rock can double. He's the Scarlett Johansson yeah. of males. That's right. That's I want right. to see him play Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be fun. So directed by Jaime Collet Serra. Or what if, what if, uh, what if, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you. What if Charlize Theron in Fast and Furious, she's like, I didn't realize that you had a Celtic strain. And she just looks at the rock or your family had a Celtic strain where the fuck line was. Such a weird, such a weird, I think it was Nordic. Nordic strain. (laughs) That's it. All right. Of all the shit they have to justify in a movie, they're like, brother's a white guy. We need, we need a line. We need a line to somebody, somebody explain that. (laughs) Jaume Colosera, Colosera uh, is the director of this film. He also directed 
Jungle Cruise, which is better than fine, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I I, I I would not poo-poo anyone who says I love that movie. But let me tell you, though, uh, if you were expecting the quality of Jungle Cruise within Black Adam, you would be sorely mistaken unless you're Danny. Man, this is this is a rough one. So Danny and I were the ones that saw it from the podcast. And I... Danny, you go ahead and go first. <laughs> You lie. Sure. Well, I, let's uh, let's let's just let's just put a little bit of a, 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 a um, set the scene. A pre uh, set the scene. A little preamble. I was not going into this movie um, expecting that much. So I think my expectations being a little bit lower. I wasn't expecting to hate it, but I wasn't expecting too much from it. But I actually, when I when it started, and all the way through, with exception, we'll talk spoilers and stuff in a bit more detail, right, Jonesy? In a little bit while, yes. You want me to just give a brief outline? So I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I found it fun. I found the jokes entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot more than Thor: Love and Thunder. That's for sure. That film just pissed me off with its jokes. In this one, it kind of made sense, and I was enjoying it. The action was good. Some of it was iffy some of it was great um but a majority of it i enjoyed it seemed to have some sort of coherent story all the way through which i didn't think it was going to have the special <laughs> effects mostly were great but then there was some dodgy really? um who's the main bad guy in justice league jonesy at the, at the end uh at the not, end of justice no not Do you remember the yeah. steppenwolf you remember the yeah. steppenwolf special effects where it was all from the original bit? whedon yeah so towards the end i don't want to give spoilers towards the end it went that kind of quality but i was just enjoying the film i enjoyed it it was fun i was willing to overlook some of the choices of story choices of uh special effects stuff and and uh, choices of fight scenes and how it's shot and the choices of special effects but overall jonesy i really enjoyed it i had a good time at the movies it was fun and i enjoyed it and the best thing for me was I didn't think it was the Rock show or the Dwayne Johnson show. Oh. I was Why is that a bad thing? Be... Well, no, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I was thinking it was going to be all of him and his <laughs> his his range of acting, should we say? But I was pleased that it wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely wasn't. It was not his show. It was a movie that had him in it. But the Hawkman had, I reckon, more lines of dialogue and if not fairly equal amount of screen time. So I enjoyed that fact. I mean, there were some issues, and no doubt Hawk, we discussed. Hawkman's lines of dialogue it. in that film were mostly like, uh, 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 as he's getting the shit kicked out no, of him. No, they the weren't. Don't be talking shit just because you're tired. Come on. Are you are you <laughs> saying are you saying he wasn't just like getting his ass handed to him by Black Adam? Well, he was, seconds? and I found okay, that particularly enjoyable. But he was getting his ass handed. I have a non-spoiler <laughs> question, and it was my concern based on the trailer. Does he have you any charisma? My, let me give, let me let me do my thing. Okay. Oh yeah, let's talk about no, I was huh? ask yes, the I think he did. Charisma to this movie. So, and so that's, I guess, part of my problem with this film is um, I felt like The Rock was wasted. Mm. Um, the Rock is, pun intended, one of the most electrifying men in entertainment, right? Like he has the charisma just like oozing off of him. And they don't utilize that really in this film. He is fairly one note. Which mm. is, I think, a shame. He comes off more like uh, Schwarzenegger my... in mm. Terminator 2. And for this particular film, that didn't work for me. 
Um, but do you I not wanted... think that was part of his growth, though, Jonesy? Sorry, but do you not think? Because as the film went on, that did change. And I think in the future um, films, that will be more. But I agree, it was a, a restrained rock. But I kind of felt that that was suitable for this particular character in the story that I, I saw in the film. It didn't work nothing for me. It didn't work Black for me. Adam. Yes. Um, I get why they did it. It didn't work for me. Um, overall, this film felt like a relic to me. This felt like... Mm. A movie that The Rock would have made immediately after um, The Mummy or The Scorpion King in terms of plotting and action and even special effects in some respect. Yeah. Like it just it feels like something from the early 2000s. And mm. I, I don't disagree with it. Like there are things I really liked about this movie. I felt like as I watched it, there was a good film in here. I liked the Justice Society. Um, I liked the family that surrounded me. It just felt very clunky and old timey. It felt like this, didn't it, James? It felt like this ups and downs of quality, not yeah. quality. Quality from the special effects, some of it was really good and then some of it was shaky. Then they had some character stuff that was great fun and then it kind of dissipated. It's almost like it was being directed by two or three different people at different times. Yeah. It was washy. But and I really there were some the things plot wise that just didn't make any sense. Like for example, we spoilers. too much in this yeah, we can get into spoilers in a sec. I want to um I want to give Nick a, a chance to answer his question or ask his question. But before we get into spoilers, Danny, um, yep. would you recommend this film? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I have to qualify my recommendation. Mm -hmm. I would recommend this only for the most ardent of rock supporters. But I say that having already said that I felt like this was devoid of a lot of what people do like about the rock so that would DC be my fans. dc fans i guess you recommend because um, or is it on the lower end of dc is it the higher end of dc is it like the middle i don't know what dc fans want i always get confused <laughs> about what they in general i mean we shouldn't get, put everyone in one bag but i'm not really sure what what it is they're after because again it's so tempting not to go and spoilers but there was there was certainly the the feel and look over certain scenes, Jones, you'll know these that were stolen out of yeah. a Marvel film and then one that yep. was stolen out of 300. It was almost like it was a Zack Snyder homage. That's, that's, that was a better question. I think, With the Snyder I think DC fans generally would like this film. And that, the reason why I think that is because you, one of the frustrating things I think up to this point about DC films is that you've never been able to get out of kind of this myopic view it's just these characters it's just like this individual story and here in this movie you're introduced to adam smasher and hawkman and dr fate and black you like you get a lot within the course yep. of this film so if you're if you're someone that likes this stuff and likes this world and intergang as well and so you yep. get like substance of stuff that it felt like the dc was the DCU is just um, stuck and just spinning yep. its wheels in place. And so I felt like this at least moved the world itself forward. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Expanded oh, so, it. Oh, Snyder fans, would they be like, bring, like, this is not part of the Snyderverse? Or would they, um, or would they I, be more accepting of like the suit? You know, the, all the recent films, they're like, none of these feel like a Snyder movie, even like Wonder it Woman. It depends on. And so this is where I would hesitate to say I'm not entirely sure what they want. Okay. So we can get into spoilers about this particular part. Um, there is a debate that happens 
where they're talking about how whether or not people or heroes specifically should or shouldn't kill and it is they beat you over the head with it and it's fucking aggravating like it comes up again and again and again and it it doesn't play well and what is frustrating to me about this as a plot line is ultimately it feels like the answer is like yeah they just need to be able to kill and it's weird about that because one, it's strange to me that Hawkman is like berating him about, you know, we don't kill heroes don't kill, but he's the abnormal one in this universe. Superman has killed Batman kills um, the folks that we have seen on skill on skill on screen kill. And so it's a very strange debate to me to have. When but I mean, they have a whole a, Justice Society of America that's been around for a while, presumably, right? So they're probably thinking so, more about that than so anything else. So then it should have been, we as the Justice Society don't kill. Like, that's our thing. Yeah. But that's not the way it's presented. It is heroes don't heroes kill. Heroes don't, yeah. yeah. And I to think be fair, that people is, don't think so, of Batman as a hero, really, kind of. So that Superman, what? yeah, he killed one dude. Superman so, killed one dude. I think the way that they're presented in the world is not like that. So all of the um, Jim Lee style, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman comics, that style of comic book, Mm -hmm. the kid in the film has posters like that all over uh, his wall. And so they are presented as heroes. Yep. Yep. So the the film is contradictory and 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 maybe I don't I can't tell if it's intentional or not. I so I think I think certain parts of it was intentional, Jonesy. I think they were trying to bridge that gap, um, try to know. connect the fans of. I know did not did a good job. I just think that that's what they were trying to do, and I I don't think they landed that particular message. I think the underlying strong messages that they were trying to get across didn't land very well which is why i still no. feel that it's very bitty all the way through from from the messages to the sfx go ahead buddy ultimately here's what's frustrating to me about that i got um hold on a sec come here what's up there's a small person in the house yeah oh wow oh, look no. at that oh so ultimately one of the things that really bothered me about it was um i felt like the film was trying to say something about violence and I thought that it was trying to say something about um, what heroes do and don't do in terms of global stability. And right. that was frustrating to me because Hawkman didn't have an answer for any of the characters when it came to what was happening in their country. Because this is a country that has been invaded and taken over multiple times. And it seems like the film ultimately says, like, well, mur- not murder, killing is the answer. Right, because yeah. that's ultimately where it ends up, and I think that that's that's frustrating because I felt yeah, like they I were was... trying to say something broader, and they just failed. And there was an opportunity there, wasn't there? There was that great scene where she did say, basically, "Where the hell were you guys when we actually needed you?" And like you say, he didn't have an answer. But that that's why I feel that all those important messages that it felt like it wanted to address, it failed at addressing them. Yep. It kind of didn't stay. It went to the line but failed to deliver on that promise. And it did that quite a bit with those messages. I totally agree with that. That's why I don't think it's a perfect film. 
Um, but it was frustrating, things like that. Uh, what was the message yeah. it was trying to get across? It seemed to be not quite sure. But I do feel that it was trying to join the the general DC fans that like Superman and Batman and the Snyder fans. There was so much reference and so much, like you referenced, the the Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Flash. In these, there was even an Aquaman poster in there as well. Yeah. Were the those, should we say, the softer side of those, the heroes. These are heroes. But at the same time, there were uses of slow motion and scenes that were very reminiscent of Zack Snyder. There was a lot of it that was dark, but I was pleased with how colourful it actually was sometimes as well, Jonesy. They didn't lean into the darkness too much, particularly when the Justice Society was on. The costumes and stuff were bright. Mm. It, was, it was shot during daylight. It was bright. It was colourful. Yeah. It was fun. So I think they were trying to bridge that gap. I hope that it works because as much as I don't hate the Zack Snyder films, we shouldn't hate on them as much as they that it can be done, but nor should we go, right, that's the only universe we can have. I don't think that's true. I think this opens it up quite nicely. There's a better film in there, absolutely 100%, but uh, I enjoyed it. Release yeah. the whatever cut. <laughs> Where were the director's <laughs> names again? <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there are things that are enjoyable about this movie. Um, I liked, but... It's weird. Some of the things I liked, um, but I also felt like, oh, you just took this from another film. So yeah, I have to right. pull up his name. <laughs> um, yeah, the reason I like this thing is because it's from something else. Mm, so yeah. we get the interactions between Black Adam and I'm blanking on um, the kid's name. So there's a boy in this film that is carbon copy the the handicapped kid from Shazam. Exact same character. And so he's like a the the super fanboy, right? Where he's like, "What are your powers? Can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, yeah. okay, you can fly. You can do that." And so it comes off very mm. much the same. It's like, "Oh, I like this. Oh, wait, I know why I like this because I liked it in that other movie." Um, yeah. To be fair, so, it's not because you liked it in the other movie. You liked it because it's actually it a good. good trope, but it just yep. happened to have also been in another movie. There's a Zam adjacent movie. It's too. like you you don't look at it and be like, "Oh." Well, I liked it because it was in Shazam. You liked it because it worked in Shazam because it works as a trope. So I would say that it is a little. It's funny. The trope to me is very is the Terminator Two trope. That is mm. the thing that I like about it. It's the boy in his killing mm. machine, and or the boy in his Iron Giant, where he kind of fanboys out about this uber powerful thing that or person that he has, and I. It the reason why I say Shazam is because it is it's the same, it's a the power set from the same character, trope. right? He's, he's got trope. well, it is a trope, but it is carbon copy lifted from the same movie, yeah. like mm -hmm. the same, which is weird because they never mention Shazam the character in this. I thought that that yeah. was super strange. I think um, it's because the Rock's pushing for that Superman. I mean, I maybe, he, but I really it's think weird. He's kind of dismissing Shazam. He's like, I'd rather fight Superman than fight. It's my weird to bring up, uh, not Superman. The they bring up the wizard. Mm -hmm. They talk about some of those demons. Yep. Like they bring up the general idea, but there's just like no conversation. With the fact that there are posters of all the other characters that we know are yeah. in this, uh, I think we know at the moment Is, in this universe that the actual guy Shazam wasn't mentioned, and they. I, I, they even need Black Adam. I mean, spoilers, Jones. Are we going in? They even need yeah, Black Adam. Ahead. They even need Black Adam to say Shazam 
to to do his heroic things to, to, to save yeah. the world kind of thing and so do they even need a... to say thanks so they must know the name and they must be they must know this guy that had this big fight in this city not long ago that superman met. Said, hey how about we no, call no. him to see if he can help yeah a because fairness, he seems to have he some sort named. of link he wasn't named in that movie. The Shazam is completely separate from Shazam, the character, him having to say Shazam. What about that guy who so has the same like, powers as me from the no, same no, so wizard? I, I get bad. it. Hold I on. Feel like, I feel like you have to see the movie to get it, Fair. but it's yeah. referenced enough that you're that I feel like you would be like, it is weird that yeah. it doesn't come up. The fact that they even show the, the fact that Jaiman Hansu is even in the film. And yeah, like okay, it is okay. he is in the film. It's like and the Justice Society knows a lot of back history and stuff that's being kept secret from everybody else. So they must know some other stuff. Bro. And they are no match for Black Adam. That's the weird thing, right? So at some point, and so let's get into this, which I love. Um, they never consider calling him, which seems yep. strange to me because at no point, this is almost like a Suicide Squad type thing. That's like as you watch them, you're like, there's no way that you all could possibly take this person down. Like not a chance yep. that you could take down black Adam. And I get the part of it is probably that this is their first encounter with him. And we have but to try after seeing the symbol on his chest and knowing that that's the, the catchphrase or, and knowing anything like, all right, Maybe let's call that other dude with the lightning powers and see what's what. And there's and no instead, way Amanda Waller doesn't know about Shazam character, right? Even if she doesn't know his name, there's a meta human yeah. that's doing all this shit and we know about it and we know where Just he is. Just look at them. Like, oh, you yep. you guys have the same lightning bolt on your chest. And, and so this is the, the other big spoiler. So we've already known that Henry Cavill is going to be in this film. And it was kind of weird to me because, you know, full disclosure... This is probably the most excited I've ever been to see a white man grace the screen. Right? Like, <laughs> I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I make no bones about it. And I get really upset about the way that DC has treated him and yep. um, a bunch of those other folks like Ray Fisher uh, from the Evers. They've done nothing wrong. And so it was confusing to me that Waller threatened Black Adam at the end of the film saying, don't you dare leave Kondok, otherwise we're going to put you in your place. And he says, there's nobody on this planet that can stop me. She said, well, I'll call in a favor and have someone stop you. And then Superman shows up. Superman shows up. He's like, we need to talk. I was like, wait, why would Superman work for, with, help Amanda Waller? Like she put the Suicide Squad together to kill him. And this is kind of the disjointed nature of yep. the DCEU where there's no like something happened. Something yep. obviously happened to change the nature of their relationship. And we never got or understood so, that or why. I was I was confused exactly by that same thing as well. As a hold on, how come he's working for her or with her now? Or does he real maybe it's the enemy of my enemy kind of thing? And he was thinking, well, Black Adam is a threat. But also he so he's been off planet. Is that what she's saying? Because because they reference is someone not on he's the been planet. In the car like, looking for his well, he's an alien. He's an alien. Yeah, but no, but she said not. For, she said not on this planet at the moment, meaning that Superman was off world. I think she said not from this planet. See, I, I don't think, think she was she referencing did. the fact that he's on this on on this. Uh, yeah, and that that part's not in the scene. I thought it was a. There's no one on this planet that can stop me, and I think she said there's no there's someone not from this planet that can stop. It, no, I thought I, it was. 
that no, was the didn't. contrast the I thought. Thing. They both said no. They both said the same thing. I'm pretty sure they both said not on this planet. Now that's splitting hairs a little bit, right? Not on this planet, but. I always thought the Superman would be on the planet permanently. Green Lantern wouldn't be necessarily, but if, for example, if that's who they're referencing, but Superman would be on the planet all the time. But the fact that he was yeah. there immediately as well, I know he can fly like, speed of light kind of shit, whatever speed he can fly, but it was <laughs> almost like she said, don't leave um, Ukanda or Ukanda or whatever, Wakanda, whatever it was. That's it. That's what I said. At least once in there, I said that word. Um, but he was almost <laughs> like, but she said, don't leave. And he said, well, try and stop me. But he hasn't actually left yet. So already Superman's gone down there ready to uh, ready to have a chat with him, etc. I did enjoy that scene, though. I did like seeing him. And I, nice to, I did not action, as much but. as I... I didn't like the music. So they used the OG Superman did, music. Not a fan. Like we, uh, they did the little curl in the front of his head. I was like, no, doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work. That's not him. You're trying to that sums up the movie, up don't you think, bit. Jonesy? Don't you think that sums it up, though? It was that in there is great ideas, and generally it's a lot of fun, but there are things yeah. that could have been done a lot better. It sounds to me like a pretty show. standard Dwayne the Rock Johnson joint. Someone who <laughs> yeah, would go yeah, and watch is. San Andreas or go and watch Rampage and kind of do some middling action movie, which is, you know, it's fun, but not amazing. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm yeah. expecting out of it. I. But, You'll get that, mm. and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, but his I other think movies. You... The reason I like The Rock is he had he he is charming. Normally, that was my biggest fear watching the trailer. Was it's like is is an is a rock that's being like I'm a badass going to be interesting to watch? Like I like The Rock who's making jokes with Kevin Hart and like it's mm. his interactions with the kid that will bring that out. Okay. So the kid is basically again Terminator Two troping him, where he's like, "Hey, you got to have a catchphrase." And he's trying to teach him how and when to use the catchphrase and like how oh, and when funny. to kill people. Um, and it is funny. And, it is funny. Yeah, I, I think Especially that that was genuinely right funny. And you get this uh, going back into Terminator. It, it very is. It very much is a. This is his father figure, and you get to see those interactions through that lens. And I did like that. Um, I also. I thought that that was fun. I liked his relationship with the boy. Um, and speaking of boys, I liked the backstory that they gave us for how he got his powers. Um, I thought that that was a lot of fun. And I actually thought that that should have been the movie. I liked what happened in, in ancient Kondok and the story of how this kid gets these powers. And then the rock, um, is saved by his son and then the son dies like i felt like that story had more emotional heft than what we got um the idea that this son is killed saving his father and then his father inherits the powers mm. there was something about watching those scenes that i i really enjoyed yeah, i'm gonna be honest yeah. uh i'm more interested to watch it after hearing you guys talk about it i mean it I looked cool I like the idea of the just society um, based on the trailer, even though the trailer is half that and half like this looks like man of steel. This was like Shazam, the flying yeah. just is so DC. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the reviews, I was like, no way I see it until like it's free. But if I had money right now and I'll have money soon, I finally work 40 hours a week. I would see the, I would see this at theaters based on your guys' comments, the weak points and the strong points sound. Yeah. I really want to see, 
Justice Society of America, mostly. And the fact that Danny I really brings like up that they might have more screen time than The Rock, even, I mean, than Black Adam makes me excited. So yeah, they are the X Men team of this film, and they are <laughs> fun to watch. I liked Adam Smasher. I liked Cyclone in particular. Um, the thing that I loved about Adam Smasher was like I felt like they went to the Peter Parker store and they were like, uh, yeah. that one. And <laughs> this kid has very strong Peter Parker energy coming off of him. And so his interactions with Hawkman are very much Tony Stark and Peter Parker oh, cool. slash Spider-Man, where he's like, where Adam Smasher, like this is his first superhero thing and he starts fucking up and Hawkman is Kinda like, like me and you kid. He's like me and you kid. We're going to, we're going to fucking fight. Like we're cause you were fucking up. I, I really enjoyed that stuff. I thought as a leader, Hawkman was a lot of fun. I was really invested in his relationship with uh, Dr. Fate. And yeah. I, there are things that they did in this movie. Again, like I said, you can see where there was a really good movie in here. Um, and they just didn't assemble the jigsaw well. Enough for me. Cool. Yeah, yeah I, I love those. Like a... I know nothing about it. Yeah, I know nothing about the Justice Society. So, so some some guys are going to tell me that they did all this wrong with these characters. But for me, my first introduction was those characters in this film. And I thought they, they the actors that they chose to play them, played them really well. I haven't seen Pierce Brosnan in a movie um, where he's been looked like he's been quite so invested in the character, even though it's a relatively small character compared to the others. But he he actually looked like he was enjoying it and took it seriously, and I think that added value to it. Um, and I, again, I, I enjoyed all those interactions too. There's one particular scene where Atom Smasher is fucking up, and he does that one, Jonesy, when he actually knocks Hulk, Hawkman out of the sky, and that yeah. whole that that was laugh out loud funny. I laughed yeah. out loud a lot more in this film than I did with Thor and Love and Thunder. I did smile and laugh in Love and Thunder, but this one I thoroughly enjoyed and I would happily watch it again. Whereas Love and Thunder, I watched it twice and the second time was begrudgingly. And I watched Love fan. and Thunder again and I liked it more. Uh, you, I liked you it more suck. the second Go time. Go hike a mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, it was actually, so this really interesting. I'm curious what you thought about this, Danny. There was a fun reference for me. So one of the lines that the kid wanted him to use was uh tell them that the man in black sent you that was like his you know i've killed you um tagline and in the film they are watching another film they're watching the good the bad and the ugly and they're doing the scene with (laughs) cleanest wood what i loved about that was um from uh stephen king's gunslinger books the man in black is the main bad character from that. Yep. So I love, like when I heard, it, I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, did they do that on purpose? Um, I just really like that think, as, a, as a thing. I think they did. And again, this is one of those, which we've said, or I've said many times now that, that, that getting good stuff, right. But not following through all the time, that peaks and troughs all the time. Of yeah. Great stuff. And, great stuff that was one of those moments and that scene where the music starts playing in the background and even if you notice right at the end of it he's even got his finger pointed like it was a gun when he's with lightning because he does the whole six shooter thing nick the the whole standoff who draws first and of course he draws i I felt like it came too soon it it happened too soon i felt like that should have been a thing that happened in the beginning of the movie and then towards the end we get the payoff of that moment. Like I felt like that would have yeah. been 
in terms of pacing. Yeah, it's almost yeah, it's almost like the audience. We need to get we need to have the um, punchline to that gag quickly, or the audience will forget what it references. I get that, but I still enjoyed it when it when it happened. I still thought it was fun. I did, <laughs> it's just like okay, yeah, that could have gone there, but hey, that was fun. So here's probably the last set of questions that I have for you before we move on. Um, so the main bad guy in this film ends up being Sadak, who is this demon character. Um, I kind of lost interest when he showed up because he's primarily a CGI character um, yeah, yeah. and not a particularly Steph- good one either. He's a Steppenwolf, a doomsday type yeah. character you were talking about. He's, okay. But he's worth, and I think that Steppenwolf and Darkseid um, and Thanos, they have weight and texture to them. This felt like, again, this is, you know, Green Lantern or some yeah. other uh cgi character from that era you're just like you don't yeah. fit in this world and it's yeah, hard for me yeah. to be invested in this and i think if they had gone practical with this it would have yep. done done a much better job for me of keeping if me they'd invested have done in this what fight. they did with black adam right if the black adam suit was uh, yeah. yeah if they'd have just yeah the black adam i guess I, I see why they felt like they needed to because i don't know again whether they're trying to be comic book accurate with this character. I had no idea who it was, so they could have done anything personally. But do, is it, Jonesy, is it because they tried to be like the comic book with this particular demon? I, I don't know anything about this law or not, but I totally I agree. Think... That's what took me out of it as well. It's like, oh, you've gone shitty Steppenwolf special effects now. Yeah. Now I'm enjoying it because of the interaction with the other characters and the payoff yeah. with Dr. Fate, etc. But you yourself, Mr. Steppenwolf man, you that you suck a little bit, yeah, and that's yeah. all I call him from now. It's like this is Steppenwolf man, the Steppenwolf man, <laughs> yeah. And I agree, yeah. totally agree. Practical, the same the same effects that they did with the Rock would have been okay. Now I, now it's got weight and value. Totally agree. And that's that down trough. There's that trough at the end where they had some highs before that with Doctor Fate and his revelations and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Also, what what I could have done without in this film was Kanye West. Um, so they have this moment where they play a Kanye West song power. And I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't need to hear that right now. I had no freaking idea what you're talking about or when that was or who that is or what. When it was that? A quick poll. Oh, it's the that scene <laughs> where it's the, or just use the beat, right? Like we all mm. know the beat. I don't, I don't yeah. need to hear Kanye West. It's the scene, Danny, when they're like, all right, we're going to sneak in this room. We're going to, it's almost like straight out of She-Hulk. We're going to sneak in here. We're going to do this. We're going to go room by room. And Somebody's like, or we could just do that. And then they look outside the window and Black Adam is just like destroying everyone outside the room. Um, and it's, oh, that's the song right, okay. is playing like while he's killing everyone. So right. that even okay. feels very 90s. I mean, or early 2000s. Like, yes. Using yeah, a song does. like that for a scene like that. So what are your guys' yeah. letter grades? Unless you have more questions, Jonesy. I'd give it a C plus. Okay. Danny. Oh, <laughs> he's struggling he's struggling because he doesn't want to give a c plus but he, he's going no, to i don't but that's the thing like, how can i be disagreeing with jonesy about how much we like this film and yet it's not a b film even a b minus because it's not that's the thing it's it, okay it's not, but, but damn it i did enjoy it a lot more than you but yes screw it it's a it's a it's a solid c plus it's a it capital c like, with a here, big here's sound here's what like a to your guys expectations yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's not expectations for me. I didn't hate it, um, but it's not. 
it's not of the quality of fuck jammer it's not of the quality of jungle cruise to me um <laughs> it is you know it's a- i'll probably i'll probably end up watching it again maybe i just i really did enjoy the jsa a lot i would actually like to see a standalone jsa movie mm-hmm. um can i just say so, sorry hmm. i was gonna say just bravo to you guys for uh reviewing and grading a movie like you're you're supposed to and not just say, saying something is either an a because you you enjoyed it or or a d or or f because you you didn't enjoy it there there's a lot of yeah, that no. that, that goes on these days where things are Fuck just you. just graded Don't on what you me. like <laughs> versus uh versus saying hey i like this but it's it's trash or i i like yeah. this but it's mediocre made graphics so bra- bravo to you guys on that i feel attacked uh, him complimenting hit, youtube hit, on something hit, that i do hit, all the time hit dogs <laughs> holler i'm just saying saying i've been watching i've, I've been watching it. i've been listening to you on twitter carl i got you but yeah i'll go with you jonesy c plus i'd recommend it yes. i'll happily watch it again and it's a solid I feel C+. like i've won this discussion no, you um, <laughs> so here's what is interesting about this film and we're going to transition into some of the news that's come out this week there has been yet another shakeup at dc with executives kind of grappling for power as well as executives power leaving. power oh Sorry. god fuck you god damn it <laughs> um so walter hamada who is or was the head honcho in charge of the dc films for lack of a term um he has been ousted so much so that he hasn't been coming to creative meetings for quite a while um they say that the writing was on the wall for him and which is interesting right because some of the more recent things that he has done like the batman um was successful as well as like even though black adam is doing poorly critically um, it's still projected to make $135 million mm-hmm. this weekend, which is pretty good. So it's very interesting to see this guy kind of get pushed out after he's had um, Aquaman, which again, say what you will about the critics, $1.1 billion. Got the Joker, billion dollars. I like dollars. That Aquaman too. Um, I thought it was a pretty good so, DC film. Yeah. I, and so he he hasn't done poorly, but keep in mind you know, that you've got your Wonder Woman 84s in there and all this other stuff. Um, yeah. Anything so, with Ben Affleck, Batman. <laughs> it sounds like Zaslav just is not, is not having it. He just wants to clean house generally. And it's interesting that The Rock has been talking about how this film would change the power structures of the DC universe. Forever. And he had so much juice within making this film that he blamed the old guard at DC for not engaging Cavill again. And he is the one that's responsible for bringing him back. Um, Danny, a a question I have for you is what do you think um, the direction of the DC EU is going to go now, given what we said about like, the inclusion of inner gang and the JSA and Superman is back now. Um, what do you think I'm, all of this is about what they're doing? Yeah, I'm seeing, I think from my perspective, what I'm seeing, and I'm also hoping this is the case as well, is that they're going a more broader scope, like you were alluding to earlier, where it was not just Batman and Superman, not that justice league 
thing, but the, the whole range of the world, the planet, the universe, want a better word, but the world of superheroes in the DC world. But also I get the feeling that they're going to be happier going with a more lighter, colourful, fun tone rather than going too dark with it. I'm okay with, you know, the, the darkness of that. The Batman the, needs it. The Batman's films, but I think... I get the feeling that they're they're broadening their their scope, using they're going to use their catalogue of characters more and go a little bit lighter in tone, not to try and match Marvel, but just realise that they can do both if they do it well. And I think this movie, although not perfect, the one we were just talking about, is showing us that it can be done, just needs a little bit more thought into the process. But that's what I see. I see a lighter, colourful, more fun approach to a DC universe or DC world with more characters. Sorry, JSA is in this. Do you think they're going to do more of a Marvel approach as being like, let's pull characters from the comics that people don't instantly know? I can't tell if that was the rationale for it. I think think they might move that way in the future and be like, let's find our guardians or like, you know, it's not like Harley Quinn every time or Superman every time. They probably made this with an eye towards um, another franchise, right? Like, how do we how do we jumpstart another another series of films and within this you you got black adam a sequel to black adam you got jsa potential sequel to jsa and then you're introduced to superman at the end of that so not only within the course of this you get a movie uh, about black adam but they're like danny said the the broadness of trying to include everything and they introduce like i think the introduction of inner gang i keep saying it it's kind of a big deal Right. They hadn't really mentioned them before in this universe. I don't know what that is, and but... now you they're they are a, a gang that uses high tech um tools to okay. their ends and they are uh, able to stand up significantly to lots of heroes mm. within yeah. uh, the universe. And so you're introduced to these folks as villains. And so they we don't really see who their hierarchy are. Yeah. Yeah. They use high tech, but they use terrible actors with English accents. <laughs> So one of the reviews I read, and this actually sounds exactly what you guys were talking about, is like it feels like a phase one or a phase two Marvel movie where it's trying to do a lot of setting up while trying to give you a story that stands on yeah. its own. Yeah, it's accurate. Um, I know we're kind of backtracking when we should be <laughs> forward tracking into the lot no, of news, but... Yeah, no, that, um, that's how I see it, Judge. That's how I see this DC universe. And I, for one, would be happy with that. If this is a start then I'm happy to see as long as they kind of continue on this path and improve things, then I'm happy to see that that's the case. Yeah. Um, In addition to what happened with Hamada, we've also got James Gunn returning to Warner brothers. So he is pitched uh, new potential films for DC as well as um, a new Superman film. So we've got man of steel two in the works we also have uh, Matt Reeves. He's not just doing the sequel to the Batman. He's working on some additional films based on villains. I don't like that. Um, I think Kyle you don't like the same that? way about that. I, I love, I don't know. What I don't, did I think? What? Huh? No, I mean, just you're always against like, the <laughs> villain films. Because they, like, they try to <laughs> redeem them to yeah. an extent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let I don't need to see villains. a. I mean, it'll be cool to see a Penguin origin, origin show, but like, I don't need to see a movie about. Well, <laughs> here's my biggest fear. It's one of those movies. Is another movie that's just called Joker. <laughs> They'll yeah. call it the Joker and set it in the Batman universe. I'll say the I mean, they're very interesting villains to mine. It's just like, like it would be kind of cool to see a uh, 
Hugo Strange movie. Like he's almost a villain I'd pick to lead a movie. Um, because he can kind of I don't know his antagonist kind of kind of be the people in Arkham or vice versa. I just want to. Um, I just want people in Hollywood. Uh, when when you're looking at making something about bad guys, about villains, uh, look at The Sopranos. That's 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 a a golden key for the the basic of it of how you can tell a story involving a a vile murderous uh, cheating piece of crap and still keep the uh, audience engaged. You don't need to make. Uh, Tony wasn't sympathetic. He really, he really wasn't. And yet people tuned in week after week to see Tony doing awful things. And you, you can do that still. And you can even do it without making it rated R. They don't all have to have the, uh, just the, the tragic, uh, ends justifying the, the means thing that that's all. I guess. So here's a question for you about that. The, the thing that made Tony sympathetic though, in some respect was, seeing him get therapy and seeing him open up and things of that nature. So in the context of a superhero film or a villain film, because I, I think that did make him more like, well, how do you let a villain be a villain within that same context? Well, I don't think, at least I didn't necessarily have sympathy with him. It made him relatable in that he was, he was still human. And that's what makes you turn in week after week. You can see how life can affect uh, someone like that and getting those inner workings through the through the therapy sessions. He's he was still a pig. He was a pig at, at episode one. He's a pig at, at, at the end of the episode. He was just a slightly cleaner pig, one that had a little <laughs> little bit more appreciation for for his family, his blood family, not not the not the family. But uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the the key there. And, and I, I don't know, I don't know exactly if that will translate well into superhero movies, but I, I do know that having, having them somehow be a, be a, a positive protagonist in their, in their projects is not, it it's no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would almost even say this, in the, the Batman story about him building out the Batman universe, they say, they they definitely reference you know, villain films are part of it. Then, or is that more of an assumption? Because like I would watch a Jeffrey Wright Jim Gordon film with very little Batman in it. I think that'd be way more interesting to me than like seeing. Yeah, like, I feel like Mr. I've Freeze seen a movie of episode of episodes of Gotham and That's Batman a poorly done version of that, stuff. <laughs> but Batman adjacent stuff just doesn't work for me. I. Maybe it, you know what it's possible because ultimately it could just be a police procedural just set in that world. Yeah, um, seven, which which is yeah. already very similar to the Batman actually. <laughs> so it's I almost, think that that would be an interesting way to do it. But like like they mentioned, Mister Pig, I think in the article, or at least someone Professor I saw Pig, someone yes. be like, "That's one of the people I'd like to see." Imagine a serial killer movie where it's not Batman looking for Mister Pig; it's a uh, Gordon and like Bullock and, and, and a bunch of cops, red shirt cops. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the villain thing, let me posit this to, to you guys. Uh, do you see do you see the uh, issues that Sony runs into with their Ooh. Venom and Morbius films uh, and the, the apparent issues for uh, Craven? Uh, do, I mean, do you think that's a sign and that this might not be a, a good I, idea on their side? Or do you trust uh, Reeves I mean, to do better? It's hard to um, parse the things that you said from the fact that it is Sony that's doing it. 
Yeah, I they did put more faith in Reeves don't. than Sony. Yeah, that's yeah. why I asked it that way. It's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to pull those things apart. And so, to Nick's point, I, I think Matt Reeves has a better track record generally. And so, I would be more likely to trust his take because uh, it is based on the. It is interesting on how uh, those are the two biggest, greatest rogues galleries in comics, Batman mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. Absolutely. And and there's so much depth there and so so much importance, but they, they both sides have one thing in common, their, pro, their respective protagonists. The villains are who they are and why they, they are so good because of their individual uh, interactions and things with the bat or with uh, Spidey. And I'm always cautious of taking that element out, no matter what. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they can't be good. Um, but that, what do you, what do you think about that? W- without having much to do do with the bat, or do you have to work work him in somehow more? more? I don't see why. If you, like I was just thinking, like Heart of Ice, that would be the most effective villain story I think they could tell because Mister Freeze is very sympathetic. Um. And I almost think you do it like James Cameron was originally going to do Spider-Man, where it was from Doc Ock's perspective. So he was the protagonist and Spider-Man was the antagonist. I think you could still work Batman into your third act. He's, you know, if you're seeing it from Mr. Freeze's perspective, he's just trying to save his wife. And Batman shows up as a force that's trying to stop him. And you still have Battinson in there. He just has far less days on set. Yeah. But I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea, I guess, in general of every, like, I just want, just get, I, the Penguin thing sounds interesting, but just give me three Batman movies. It doesn't need to be an entire universe. Like, just give me three yeah. movies, the Batman, the Batman 2, the Batman 3. Like, like I don't need to see more in the world past. I mean, because what, we're going to get the, what, an Alfred prequel next in this franchise? <laughs> like, I'm thinking yeah. of stuff we already have and how it can apply. Like, an Andy Serkis Alfred prequel would be way more interesting than what than the show Pennyworth, but at the same time, yeah, it's like I mean, it feels like so. Sony. There's that great meme <laughs> about the farmer going back to the cow that the and the farmer's DC. He's got like pails and pails of pails, <laughs> and you got this emaciated cow, and that's Batman, where you know, the DC universe is just like milking the shit out of this cow to the point where it's just ruined. It's kind well, of I guess where, it's still where, the like, safest. It's still the safest, and like, what like Sony the and shitty Spider-Man. thing is. You every once in a while you'll get a the Batman and then it's like, well, here I am again, drinking from the same tea but, and enjoying. <laughs> so yeah. Wasn't there you guys other ready news? to move on? Didn't they announce something else too? You mentioned James Gunn, the Batman yeah. was oh, and Man of Steel too, you mentioned, which yeah. I saw a rumor, just a rumor that Christopher McQuarrie is who they're looking at for that. And I was like, Yeah, there isn't now a that he's lot. done with now he's done with Mission Impossible. I think he'd be a great choice. I, I agree. I think he would be good. Um, I I couldn't even say I could say. I know what I want that film to be. I want there to be like a brainiac. I want there to be That'd be sweet. Um, no yeah, more. Likes I would like at all. to see a. F- <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I would like to see a villain that we haven't seen on screen before, and brainiac fits that. that brainiac bill. would be great. Yeah, someone who is mentally and physically imposing um, to Superman. So I would like that. Did we discuss? Did we did did we discuss um, who what the movie is that James Gunn's working on? Possibly, potentially. They don't what know. So no idea what that could be. A DC. I um, would love that magic. to be Lobo. 
Oh, I, I knew you were going to say that even before thinking that it's Zatanna. Yeah. That is the movie that. for sure. No, no, I'm just saying want. that's that's what I I want. Interesting, because oh. they just canceled that show, or this week I thought I read too. So or that's the rumors that show is off the HBO Max slate. If you're talking about a villain thing, and I know it wouldn't work because it's Matt Reeves, I think that James Gunn could do an excellent Jim Gordon series. Um, because it would be a team of cops working to bring down a serial killer. So he would be able to get you quickly invested in this, this team of cops. And then as they go after this, yeah. And then kill half of them. Right. And then every time the serial killer gets one, you're like, Oh no. Um, Maybe I'm thinking too much about what James Gunn's done before. Cause he's known for his superhero teams, but for some reason also tone wise, I think he could do a really cool justice league dark. Yeah. I know that he's known for doing the team movies. Like, so maybe that's the only reason. Fuck I'm it. Just give him the Justice Society. Just give him the Justice oh, Society. Oh, that would actually. I would, they, <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's picking someone really. Give me a Booster Gold uh, Blue Beetle movie from James Gunn. Boom. That would work too. That would work really well. Yeah. I'm sure team he's probably going to pick someone fairly obscure, which might help the universe. I mean, like yeah. Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> he would handle Lobo well. I agree about that. His, his, yeah, he would be really good with Lobo. I know Warner Brothers has been working on Lobo forever, back before the DCU or even the Dark Knight. I read scripts for Lobo, and they all yeah. teamed him up with a little girl, and they had, like I, I find think, her, her think... family's treasure, while oh, other God, bounty God. hunters show up to kill her on Earth. <laughs> you would uh, not like that script, Danny. fight with Superman. That's the one. Yeah. That's the that's the comic season I want. Is when Lobo fights Superman. It's just so every <laughs> movie versus Superman. Lobo v Superman, Black Adam v Superman. Danny could be Lobo. That's <laughs> Lobo. I got I it. Just, no, I was just oh, asking shit. who who who's his who's his choice besides oh, himself now, now. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I could do it. it. It should have been Jason Momoa, but since he's off the board, Dave um, Bautista. He's not in that universe yet, is he? Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of semi-charismatic. Uh, Big guy. Yeah, I think he could do it. I think you're right. I think um, Batista would be a a good second choice. Yeah, because Momoa, like, he's kind of the rock these days. When you guys were talking about uh, Black Adam, I was like, Aquaman has all kinds of charisma. Like, Momoa these days is like, he started kind of wouldn't, but like, he's got all that charisma going on in his action films, even the non DC ones these days. And it's funny. Momoa's got that... the energy, though. He's got that. Sorry, Jones. He's got that energy. He's got that crazy, fun energy. Hell yeah! Batista can do. Batista can do comedy, um, but I think you just need that extra high, uh, high energy kind of comedy. A lot of physical comedy that Jason Momoa can do that I don't think Batista could do, mixed with all the uh, verbal comedy, etc. Because Lobo is very very he's a lot of fun and he's crazy as yeah. well as mad as the spaniels but he also has a very wicked sense of humor and will do stuff for fun and i get that mischievous sense of humor from jason momoa not so much from batista but he could do it it'd be, i just think it'd be a bit more work for him and i think having someone like jason momoa as the lead i think could help to actually get that a film actually potentially being made because that would be a draw. I think that would be enough to get it made. It's going to be a low budget if it's ever made, but anyway, yeah. don't get me too excited. You're, you're, quote, you're talking about an actor that's completely off the table <laughs> because he is awkward. Well, 
maybe we could have the well the flashpoint's gonna mess everything up right apparently in the flash film we're gonna <laughs> Just have recast. Doing, doing stuff yeah there you go <laughs> yeah talking to recast. we'll see cool we spent um, a lot of time i'm sorry i brought us back to dc when he was trying to get us off no no we <laughs> we that so that is so this kind of was the topic so we had been moving around to what's going on with the executives and things like that um i do think just to bring it back to that point before we move on it is fascinating to me that in 2018 hamada was pitched as the guy who could turn dc around and he's had quite a few hits and is just he's done so that's interesting and you gotta go, you gotta go. You gotta go. Go with a smile. Um, you guys ready to move on? Sure. Yes, that was some good DC yep. talk. I learned a lot about Black right. Adam. Thanks, guys. You know who's too old to play Lobo, but I think would be really fun is uh Ron Perlman. Oh <laughs> I I'm yeah. partially thinking that probably you probably should think that because of Hellboy, but yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So it's that'd be my CGI pick. that. <laughs> Um, How about David Harbour? So. Stop it, Nick. So he's already in the universe, all the too. Hellboy folks, all the <laughs> no, Hellboy no, no, I just think of him now, especially after that uh, Santa Claus trailer. But at the same time, he's also already been in the C- DCEU. He was like the guy who's like, what if Superman ripped the, ro- ro- like the roof off the White House? Like, he's that character. Yeah, but nobody. Yeah, and you can easily. They've reused actresses in Marvel. So I think that's a good pick, though. I think that you could yeah. do it. Yeah, it wasn't just because um, Hellboy, but it was partially thought of it because <laughs> this just has that gruffness. I don't know that Lobo. Yeah, should I agree. Have. And we and know he has charisma. like a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Heard it here first, uh, everyone. I agree. Um, so this is not a huge story. I'm just curious what you all think about this. As they were making She-Hulk, there was the potential for Edward Norton to come in and swap out. Uh, you know, there were a couple of jokes that they had made throughout the course of She-Hulk about whether or not um, about the fact that Bruce Banner was a completely different person. Um, and so what they had said, what they ha- had said was there was a lot of talk about the fact that the last time they were together as a different actor was playing the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo made quite a few jokes about that. We did entertain the idea of swapping Mark out for Edward Norton, but that did not come to pass. Uh, would you guys have wanted to see that at would all? That had no. been for the whole show. It's like, I no, would just like, cause I picture the, that in the, in the finale scene where everything's getting ridiculous. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. I think that would, fit no, it is the, fin- it, is, it is for the, finale yeah, I think that would fit in that moment, but maybe overcomplicate it for the, I don't know, the more casual viewer who's checked in because it's a, it's a yeah. comedy starring a woman, not necessarily that super, like one of the least superhero based shows, especially with the finale kind of going off the rails and being like, wait, 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 we're not doing a big action sequence here. Like, that's not what this show is. <laughs> but yeah. I like the idea, but I'm fine that it didn't happen. Okay. Danny, yeah, you're giving the big East West on that. No. Yeah, that's a big no for me. I, I, I wouldn't have, I mean, as much as I enjoyed that finale for all of its bonkersness and madness and strangeness, I think that would have been a little bit of a little bit of a step too far. I don't think that was necessary. I think they made the right call, yeah. I think that was it's good that that was on the table because clearly clearly that pitch meeting in that table, they were throwing all sorts of ideas on that put on that board, right? Everything was up there. Nothing was off the off the table. Let's have a freaking robot being Kevin Feige and all that. I mean (laughs) that sounds like a good idea. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. 
So speaking of swapping one actor out for another, uh, Harrison Ford has recently been confirmed that he will replace um, Thunderbolt Ross. He's taking over the role. Um, Sorry. I asked my cat if he sneezed. Sorry. It was weird. (laughs) um so he's going to be taking over the role from william hurt who passed away earlier this year um and i I can't tell when the first time we're going to see him it looks like uh captain Captain america new world order is going to be the film so that's going to have him starring across from anthony mackie and tim blake nelson and carl lumbly um so i think as a pick that this is a good pick i think harrison ford is a fantastic actor um and i think he brings a lot of weight and gravitas to a film that while i like anthony mackie i i felt that it would have been otherwise lacking so it'll Mm. be interesting to see what they they do with all these folks um the broader point that an issue that i would have with it is the thing that i've talked about up now about a few points um is the kind of hypocrisy about casting uh, William Hurt's recasting William Hurt's role so quickly after his death mm. while um, killing really off T'Challa very quickly. I mean, so that's the thing. I, I don't give a fuck about that. And I feel like that is a bad. <sighs> well, well I think that's excuse. a bad comparison. Yeah. I know that's that an excuse, but I feel say. like it's a bad excuse because you, yeah. uh, as I you agree. do that, you diminish William Hurt as an actor and his character and it is also hypocritical it doesn't make any sense it defies logic because what you you're saying well it's not an iconic role it's okay well then why do you need it so badly to continue mm-hmm. in the universe if it's not iconic because i used so to that say that logic hey, doesn't that track you could reference him but not have him on screen but apparently he's more important than that and i do need to come out right up front here and be like i'm an asshole when we were talking about the rumor, I was like, absolutely not. That would never fucking happen. Like, I, I was think very strong. You... Like, I would never thought that would happen. I'm like, no way. So I don't think that ever makes you an MCU. asshole, though. Because the wrong. thing about it is, <laughs> I think there are a couple of reasons for it, right? After Star Wars, it felt like Harrison Ford was kind of done isn't the word for it. But he did not seem particularly happy, generally. Maybe it was just Star Wars specifically. So that's one. Two... I think given how adamant they were about not recasting T'Challa and here are two men that both passed away from cancer and Mm. they're just like, no, we're not going to recast. And it just does not seem like something that they would do um, based off of what they had previously said. So, you know, past actions are generally a good indicator of future behavior. And because of that, um, I don't. I don't think that makes you an asshole. I well, was. I, mean, kind of, like, I was in the same boat. Yeah. Well, even if they were gonna recast him, I was just like, no way, Harrison Ford would ever want it. Yeah. Like you kind of. But that's what's so weird about him. Not weird, but like everyone has their own tastes. He's like, kill me, kill me, kill me in every Star Wars movie, and yeah. then he cries when he's talking about how yeah. much he loves Indiana Jones. So it's like kind of a, a balance, I guess. This is probably a case of a dump truck full of money, or or he just, maybe know. he is, and maybe he enjoyed Indiana Jones so much which is also disney just like star wars he's like yeah if you're giving me this smallish role like just being the dick i'll do that like yeah that's general ross he's the dick <laughs> but here's a question i have about it uh 
everyone's assuming now that he's definitely going to become Red Hulk. And they're going to put yeah. and like people have even photoshopped his face, Harrison Ford's face, you know, on a Red Hulk body, similar to yeah. how uh, uh, Ruffalo looks, like where it's a combination of the two. Do you think we will get that? I hope we don't. I just, I just have him pulling the strings behind the Thunderbolts and stuff. I don't need a Red Hulk. I don't think you would Ford. cast him and not do it. Really? But, and then, of really? course, Ford wouldn't be doing any of the even motion capture. You just put no, Ford's but he would be doing. I think he would be doing the, the voice. voice. Yeah. Um, I, can't. I mean, who knows? He could be doing the facial features. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they would do that. You know, just put the you know, just wear that camera thing on your face, but not. Yep. No motion. No like dance around or no Harrison Ford on set just smashed. Yeah. Okay. Ford is like nine or excuse me, Ford is like 13, 14 years older than uh Hurt was the last time he played uh Ross. Interesting. Yeah. Hurt does have the line though where he's like, I threw up my back golf fingers. And so what bothers me about that is what bothers, what frustrates me about that is you already have an in-universe reason for why this character fucks yeah, off, yeah. right? Thunderbolt Ross dies because he's got a bad heart. He's just unhealthy dude. Um, and so and it's interesting Val to me over. that Ross, and then Val takes his over. Wife takes and over. that or we daughter. have named... Sorry, I didn't realize I still had the mic on. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to myself. I was like, I think it'll be, I think it'll be that that would be a way to work in uh, Elizabeth, that Betty, bring Betty back in. And I was going to bring that up yeah, later, yeah. but sorry. That is... <laughs> or you could just Isn't say like, hey, he was actually pulling yeah, the that's, strings that's behind, um, yeah. behind all of that stuff. And then they named the team after him. That's how yeah. they're the, that's why they're the Thunderbolts. And, so and maybe this could be a, with abomination. That. I mean, maybe this could be a, a movie to kind of segue him out of the series anyway to set that up. Then better. why would you cast Harrison Ford? Because it's Harrison fucking Ford. Mm, I don't. Nor do I agree so, with you on any role. And dude, I, have I don't think Harrison you could segue. But if he's already going to be in Captain America, if he's already going to be on the Thunderbolts, it doesn't feel like you're segueing him out of the universe. And that's what makes I mean, the most sense as just because he's Red in two Hulk. doesn't mean that you're not segueing him out. Who knows how what they're setting him up for? I think I definitely franchise for. I definitely think I I actually agree that they will do Red Hulk because I don't know why. I mean, obviously he's an important figure to have in a Captain America movie because Captain America, you know, Sokovia, even though that's gone, you know, they kind of butt heads and he's like, you know, where's the red, white and blue, but Thunderbolt Ross is not happy with him most of the time. Um, and, but then at the same time, if your villain is leader, a gamma creation, then why wouldn't, Thunderbolt you need another gamma. to the Red Hulk by the end of the movie. Need, yeah. Need a gamma to take down a gamma. Oh, you think yeah, he I, goes Red Hulk and helps take down a leader? No, or I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's weird to me that again, so adamant about not recasting T'Challa, yet in the same year that this guy died, they've recast his role. They've recast William Hurt's role. I mean, let's be real. I mean, there's a difference in terms of the magnitude. You missed that part of the argument. Fuck I already off. tried to bring up that part of the argument. Oh well, come on. There's a difference between. So what you know, I said was so no, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. Why track. not? So you're Are saying you, no? That no one out there is they, sitting there. The freaking thunderbolt Ross did not cause you know freaking cultural. But you can't tell me. You can't tell me that thunderbolt ross is a character is a side character is not as important as t'challa as a character but also say like no no but we need him that 
badly that we have to recast him to continue that story. What that tells me is that you find value in the story that Thunderbolt Ross was bringing to the table, so much so that you cast this mega actor. But when you talk about recasting to Charles, like, no, 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 we've taken the mantle and we've given it to Shuri. And it's like, that's... You're making assumptions. I am, but I also... But for... It still works. The mantle has been passed. The person that they've given to it is not the child. And sure. so that is my frustration. And it just, it does, it diminishes William Hurt's work. Um, it diminishes him as an actor and diminishes, and it actually brings him up as a, as, as a character. And it just, I feel like they painted themselves into a corner. I have mm-hmm. to see the movie to see if they've actually painted themselves in a corner. Um, I think that's, but that's it the just... caveat you've got to put on that, isn't it, Jonesy? If we don't actually know yet, even in if this movie is Shuri, that we don't actually know that that um, uh, T'Challa's not there, not around, not still alive for one of them. Oh, he yeah. is definitely dead. No, no, dead. No, dead. I, I agree with you, Jonesy, on everything. If 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 that's the case, then I agree. Then that that whole recasting thing, but we don't actually know yet. I think we've. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mostly agree. You know what's funny too, about that? My mom. Level. My mom doesn't track any of this stuff. And I was, and we were talking about it. And so I showed her the church. She's like, wait, they killed him? I was like, yeah. She's like, they didn't have to kill him. I was like, that's exactly my fucking point. No, I, I agree with you. But at the same time, I could, it's not difficult for me to track why you would recast. But that William logic Hurt doesn't work. And not, wait, why would you recast him and then not T'Challa? Like, I don't like the fact that they did that. But for me, it's easy to be like, oh, I get why you would do this one and not that one. Here's another. So one, again, I disagree with the logic um, because, again, you're saying that Thunderbolt Ross's story is so important that we had to recast him. The other reason it doesn't work is. um, I mean, another way of looking at Ali, sorry. No, good. Well, another way of looking at it, it's not that his his role was so important that it needs to be recast. The way of looking at it is. The whoever plays him isn't nearly as important to the point where we can just recast him and it's not going to hurt the franchise as much. So, again, going back to what my mom said, that doesn't mean that you have to kill him. What frustrates me about this whole T'Challa thing is it was too soon to recast him, but not too soon to kill him off. Yeah, that once again, ultimately, that is my problem. I agree with you, but at the same time, like I said, it's just about me. Like I get why they recast Thunderbolt Ross. It's easy for me to see why I they don't. did that. I don't. It's easy, and it's also like I, said, it's, I feel like there's an universe reason for why he dies. William Hurt is great in the the approximately probably thirty minutes of total screen time he plays the character. But I mean, like he has. Hey, 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 you're forgetting in, about Incredible Hulk. No, I'm not. I'm including Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it's definitely more than thirty minutes. Um, come on, not that much. How many? He's in Civil War for what? Three and a half minutes? Seven minutes? And Infinity maybe? War for like two minutes? <laughs> yeah, Infinity War for two minutes. Black Widow Black for Widow, a minute two and minutes. a half. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. It's pervasive, but it's not. It's not like he like went in there and like, oh, he made Thunderbolt Ross his. This is like no one else could play that. And I'm not sure you could say the same about. But then my question. Hold on, my question. Hold on. I got, why do you need that? I got this. Uh, four films. William Hurt has eighteen minutes and forty-five seconds of film time. 
I told Does that my include parents Incredible fifteen Hulk? minutes. That was pretty. Yeah, uh, he's not in yeah. that for very I'm, much. Uh, I'm on IMDb looking at uh uh uh. It even MCU post credit sequence. MCU uh MCU actors uh screen time. So that's I mean, that's he's he's in that movie less than Hannibal Lecter is in Silence of the but Lambs. But it doesn't again. <laughs> it is not screen time. It is not the magnitude of one character versus the other. What I'm mostly focusing on is the message that Marvel is sending and the value that they're placing on the roles that these characters have in their universe. As a character, T'Challa should probably have continued before Thunderbolt Ross. I agree. And I, I just think that their rationale as to why they did one versus the other is hypocritical. Amen. And it sends a bad message. I do wonder how much of it has to do with sort of this is a wrong term, but I'm going to use it incorrectly. So hopefully you understand my meaning. White saviorism almost, where it's just like, oh, we're a bunch of white execs. We understand this character meant a lot to the black community. So we're going to we're going to make this decision for them on whether or not on how what we think is important to them. So in spite of what they may or may not want. So I hear what you're saying. And I I disagree and okay. this is why so Lupita Nyong'o had a statement earlier I think it was earlier this week and she mm-hmm. supported not recasting T'Challa she and supported not, okay. she, not recasting him and while I think that so she's not a decision maker right. however I imagine she has some influence in there and I also think that her thought process is indicative of the broader thought process from someone like um kugler or there's another producer on this film who were then they're all black mm. and so she said i want to find this quote i know kugler was against having black panther die in the movie originally and then yeah i heard that i forget where i heard that i think i heard that somewhere speculation i'm, I'm kidding ass. let me pull that up yeah um so yeah she basically <laughs> uh I can't, I hate this. That's really annoying. So there's a quote where she basically said she understands what people are saying, but she does not um, have the time for people that engage in that Mm. kind of thought process. Mm. And I, I get it, but I think I would argue that her proximity to the character, just like mine, like you could say that about me, proximity to the character or no, my proximity to the character is probably my issue. Her proximity to the actor mm. is her issue. Um, so, yeah. I'm trying to find... So looking for quote. your quote, Jammer. I'm looking for my thingy thing here. So her quote is, I know there are all sorts of reasons why people want him to be recast, but I don't have the patience. I don't have the presence of mind, and I don't have the objectivity to argue with that. Mm. I don't. I'm very biased. Interesting. Decent quote, then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like the way you worded it. Where you you have, you have proximity to the character, and she worked with Chadwick on set. Yeah, knew him as his so, friend. Um, Jammer, would you like to continue to look for that, or do you want to? Yeah, give me give me in thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Um. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, Danny, I know that you're excited about having um Harrison Ford enter this universe. Talk about why. You're muted. 
<laughs> Sorry. I did give me a chance to gather my thoughts on this. I was, yeah, I like, I'm with you, Jonesy. I love Harrison Ford. I think he's a great actor. I think he's going to bring some gravitas oh, to the yeah. role. He's going to bring some gruff fun to it. Um, my worry, well, I guess my worry is, is that, you know, it's how long is he going to be in this? What if they see him in the future? 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah, but isn't it three year, two years or something waiting for this film before it's even released? Three years, the, the Captain America one. When's yeah, the Harrison Ford's going to die. And That's what I'm thinking. He dies between the two movies they need him yeah. for, and they're like, well, we got to recast him again. No, Harrison Ford is too iconic as Thunderbolt Ross. But I do, <laughs> do think it. it's clever um, to hire someone of that importance and gravitas and, mm-hmm. and, and, and name because I do think it's going to add potential should we say value to the film or box office numbers to really? the film because i think so i think knowing that he's in it um i think we'll get some people a little bit more excited because i mean captain america and winter soldier the show as i think we all found was quite divisive amongst mcu i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i think it's one of the best but i know was it divisive i don't think everyone here at lrm rates it in their top three yeah we don't fucking so count far. <laughs> That's true. We we hate but everything. We're we're a bunch of <laughs> we're a bunch of stands. It's shit. We're it's we're shit. the only ones who like She Hulk. Apparently, it seems like well, I, yeah, I, I like we're all on the same show. <laughs> freaking hated WandaVision So what do I know? <laughs> what's that? Yeah, what's that one, echo sound in the background? Do you guys hear that? No, I, I heard it once. once. <laughs> I think I heard it once. <laughs> oh. I actually did hear like uh, oh, an echo over the mic too, but I didn't know what he's saying. God damn it! So really quick, uh, I think it's possible I'm full of shit, so I want to make sure that I get that on the record that I couldn't find it. Possible or that, probable? So possible maybe probable. I maybe I maybe I made it. I might even say it's probable because I couldn't find it. If we find it, I'll come back and amend it. But for now, we'll just say I was uh, talking out of my ass and that Ryan Coogler never expressed any desire to reach recast T'Challa that I could find. You pulled a Nick yeah. doll. I pulled a Nick Doll, but unlike you Nick Doll, I actually checked my work. Something. I checked my work. That's the difference. <laughs> and you, I admit when I'm wrong too. So that's you admit when you're wrong, but you don't look it up. But you have to be called out on it. It's not an independent yeah, thing. Yeah. I've been better about that recently. <laughs> have you though? Sure. Have you though? Sure. Yeah. Just sure. this show, I'm like maybe um, I'm talking out of my ass, but I heard a rumor about Speaking of Aquarius. Black I said Panther, that when you were gone. <laughs> we got a <laughs> fantastic trailer for Creed Three. Um. I can't tell you how excited I was to get this for like as someone who is a fan of the Rocky movies, as someone who's a fan of the Creed films, um, this oh, looks that just, tells me where you, where you where you rank the Creed movies because you call you said the Rocky movies and the Creed films. So Scorsese over here. Man, and the Creed cinema Listen, experience. I don't know. <laughs> Let me think. That's probably true of the first Creed. I think the first Rocky and the first Creed, in terms mm. of um, acting and all of that stuff, are just like fantastic. And probably the second Rocky as well. After that, it gets a little, it gets a little wonky. It gets um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets a little wonky. But I, the first Creed, at least for me, from an emotional standpoint, um, surpassed a lot of the Rocky films. But anyway, um, so we get to see Michael B. Jordan in his, I think his directorial debut. Correct. Um, 
as in this film. And so for me, what that means, I'm really curious to see what the fight scenes look like. Um, because with Ryan Coogler and um, Stephen Cable Jr., those guys really put their own mark on what those fight scenes look like. And so while there is an emotional heft to these films, um, it all comes down to what happens in the ring. And fucking Jonathan Majors, you know, I've seen oh articles God, about him talking about Kang. Whoever the fuck in the Avengers goes up against Kang is just going to get murdered. Because he looks like Ant Man. I mean, first. I'm, I'm going I'm to leave it to the pugilist to rate, you know, his body <laughs> transformation. It's not even a body transformation. He's always looked pretty. I was about jacked, to say, but he, was he looks like he's gone. And what's it called? Uh, um, Western. No. no um, are you Love thinking Craft of? Um, oh yeah. Yeah, he's always generally been in good shape. It seems like he's gone. Like it's the equivalent of. Um, Sylvester Stallone being in shape for the Rocky movies and then making like Rocky four or um, one of the Rambo movies where he's just like super jacked. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, or the equivalent of Michael B. Jordan before and then after Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I'm thinking shape. of somebody that was already. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this story for this um film is jonathan majors plays his childhood friend who apparently got in trouble got arrested and i he feels some kind of way about the fact that michael b jordan um was essentially saved from that life and i what i love is that they are they're connecting into the first film where creed um where adonis gets adopted by felicia rashad who played um creed's wife apollo creed's wife yeah apollo creed's wife and took him in and essentially that's the thing that saved him from that life and so probably but for that he would be in the same situation as jonathan majors and so it's going to be fascinating watching this film to see how they play in it because she is coming back uh felicia rashad so i would love to see that 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 screenplay and that interaction between the two of them but what did you guys think I'll actually go first. Um, I haven't seen again. Like every time we do this, I haven't seen any of the other Rockies or Creed God, movies. But I like the, the trailer fuck, a lot. Who are you? I like the trailer a lot. Man, you should at least watch the first Creed. I want. I agree. To, oh, yeah, I want to watch the first Creed. I what, do. Why did you say no? You're like, oh, as if like you weren't sure. What would you? Prefer? It's not high on my list think, either. But it's a movie I'd find, like to see. I think you would find the first. I think you would find the Rocky movies boring. Most of them. Um, I don't think, I don't think you'd like Rocky Balboa. I don't think is boring, but I don't think you'd like it. I think you'd like Creed, and I think you'd like Creed. I think it might I might be the I one guess you like. We'll have to wait till the reviews when we watch it for the show. But I'm probably gonna jump into this without the first Creed, just see okay. what the background Jonesy just gave what? of him being. I think, watch, I think this movie. This movie we have a long time till this movie comes out. Yeah, but this yeah, movie I looks way better movies. than the first Creed, mostly because of Jonathan Majors. Like he's my entry point to this. Like I love Jonathan Majors. <laughs> And what I, the hell, man? You're like, the only person I know who's just Killmonger like, an actor's there, I'm going in. What's wrong with that? That's the way I, Hollywood used I'm to work. I'm just saying. It's weird. He's a studio man. I think you need to watch Rocky yeah. 4, Nick. Watch Rocky 4 before no. you watch Creed. Then that'll Happy give, birthday, that'll Polly. That'll give you value to Creed. That'll no, that's that three. Point. I still is know that, what happens to Creed. I still know what happens to Apollo. No, four. He dies in four. No, no. You said Happy birthday, Apollo, the robot. 
Yeah, that's four, Jonesy. That's the Christmas present. The present. Yeah, four is a shitty movie. I'm sorry. I think but they cut bad. that out. No, they, oh, yeah, you know they did. I haven't seen? They had a recent director's I haven't time. seen that. The director's is it cut good? I did, yes. Did you I see, see it? I didn't see it. How's the director's cut, Danny? I, I have, I'm waiting for it to come okay. out. I, I just know that was the scene. That it's, def- it's already out. It's been out. So, Nick. Explaining what we're talking, so the the movies get got progressively more ridiculous after three, four, and five, and then but there's this really weird scene where because the movies have been the first one especially is essentially Oscar bait. Yeah, it's like full on Oscar movie. The second one is like that, but a little bit more mainstreamized. Third one just full on mainstream. Fourth one fucking ridiculous and stupid. And they had a scene where he gave his brother in law a robot. And the robot goes, "Happy birthday, Polly." It's really fucking stupid. I don't know why. No, it's in a woman's voice. That that was what is even more stupid, Jamie. Because "Happy birthday, Polly." It like gave it yeah. this sexy woman's voice because that made him. Oh, it was odd. It was really it's odd. weird. It's and weird. It goes it straight up sci-fi for like one yeah. scene. It was like a Dalek. So this dropped last year. It was like a Dalek. Year. You want to run away? Just go upstairs. So they dropped this last year. Um, about this time last year. And that, that is one thing that they cut out. I need to go back. I need to go see this. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I remember being pissed off at Apollo Creed because he's fucking <laughs> showboating and like jumping around the ring like a fucking idiot. I'm like, oh, he's so dead. He's so <laughs> dead. Like he's gone. Like there's no way. Um, but anyways, this means nothing to Nick. So apologies for that. But you should watch Creed. Um, just watch Creed. You don't need. Don't apologize him for a thing that's his own fault. Creed and Creed 2. We should watch Creed and Creed 2 at some point, Nick. Now you're adding other movies. First you're like, just watch Creed. Now you're like, watch Creed and Creed 2. Well, so yeah, I, okay. I'll get to I'm, it. But I like Apparently this trailer a lot. It's on so the this list. trailer was really good. I'll have to um, it, it was like, I love the emotional impact. This sort of almost survivor's guilt that I think uh, Adonis has regarding him and his friend. Uh, Jonathan Majors with that like limp that he has going on. I'm not sure if you noticed, but then also the way he stands with like his arm hanging and they have that silhouette shot with a light behind him. And you just see this really intimidating, almost like creature like stance. And it's just like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking beast. And I'm Prison. terrified of him. Huh? Prison. Yeah. No, no, it's like it's like it is an element of having been in prison. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's had to adapt and his is turned into a very, very angry person. And obviously he's gone through some physical trauma as well that has affected him, but still he's, even though he limps, he still can kick some ass. And I, I would not want to be in front of him when he wants that to happen. So uh, very formidable opponents. Uh, I mean, definitely could potentially be up there as one of the best villains of the Creed franchise so far, though. I thought that the second movie did a great job with that as well. Um, so the series will keep up that proud tradition, though. I don't remember the first one i don't think that was the point of the first it was just some random boxer i think he was a british boxer yeah that story was very focused on the leads and not on the villains yeah once again similar i guess to yeah yeah he did well yeah yeah i'm excited he was an actor yeah right and like i said i do like the trailer a lot even without the frame of Mm -hmm. reference though i did one thing i will say i really like creed 2 quite a bit but one thing I was like, I'm kind of like, eh, on is just sort of like the the very big ego that Adonis had in that one where it's just like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, God, get over it. You fucking lost. Deal with it. Stop being a little baby about, 
about it. And he's sitting there in the water, screaming in the water, going, oh, which I felt it. But at the same time, I'm like, this is like some some serious toxic masculinity we got going on here. Fucking deal with it, man. Get over it. People lose. Um, and I feel like this villain that we have here is like makes it more primal and less about ego and more about like this guy is actually like coming out. It's personal. And I need it. Yeah, it's more personal and less just about ego. So once again, I liked Cree 2 a lot. It's just more of a personal thing just because that's for me. I don't like that sort of like a uh, big ego type of stuff personally, but at the same time, I still love Creed 2 to this movie. Like it really impressed. I don't me. think he had lost up until that point. Right. I think you're right. And I think that's to some extent, that's part of it. Right. No, like, I mean, it's, it's realistic when you have a boxer, they're going to have a big ego, especially when they've been winning nonstop. And yeah. it's gonna happen, but for me, I'm just like, get over it. I mean, as someone who loses as frequently <laughs> as me, you just have to get, you just have to adapt to it. You have to roll with the punches, so to speak, and just get up and move quickly. Because if you just get whiny about it, you 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 get poor, and then you just die because you don't have money for food, and that's just the way life works. <laughs> yes, that that is everything. Daniel you said is son. True. <laughs> um. So yeah, anything, Danny? Did you give thoughts? You know, you haven't said anything yet. I'm enjoying this discussion about the Rocky films. I just, I, I can't help but just, or the Rocky Creed films, I should say, can't help but say, yeah, Jamo, I, I know what you're saying, but when you know and work with high level athletes, that's a, it's a very different mindset that they have to be in, and to mm-hmm. suddenly come out of that mindset is actually really, really difficult to handle. You're right, there is a certain ele- element of ego there, but at that level and at that accomplishment to have that taken away from you. It's not just the ego thing. It's a whole identity thing and all that kind of stuff. And it gets really deep into this stuff, but it's, you're, you're right to a point, but just, but you're right you too. That's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether or not it personally also, resonates with me, it's realistic. Yeah, of a high exactly, performing athlete. Exactly I'm not a high performing athlete. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, that is not me. <laughs> so. So you guys no, no, have to remind me of the story from the second one. I don't yeah. think he lost that first fight against. Um, yes, he did. He lost. No, he was going to, and I think he won on a technicality. Isn't that what happened? No, he fucking lost. I honestly don't remember number two. No, he I lost. He got his ass kicked, if I recall correctly. I no, he did get his ass kicked. I think that the ref stopped the fight for some reason. Oh, technic. Okay, maybe because he was being um, Drago was being like too violent he did or something. something. Or doing something and- disqualified him. If that maybe, is, if I'm maybe. remembering that correctly, that would add like another level of like, <laughs> I only won this fight on a technique. Like I was getting the shit beat out of me. I would have lost this fight, but for, and so that would have added like this other, I gotta, I gotta watch it again. Look that up. I mean, we gotta watch it again. Nick, when I watch it again with you, we'll, uh, <laughs> there you go. Good. Sounds good actually. Yeah. Danny Reed, I'm sorry, I interrupted you during. Your yeah, no, I'm good. No, well, I think I think we talked about it. I, I like the trailer. It looks good. I'm I'm I was not sure about a number three, um, but after the trailer, I'm I'm interested. I'm sold. So yeah, excited, and it was a good trailer for what it looks like the story is going to be. So yeah, I agree. With I you think guys. it's cool that we have three Creed movies. I didn't think we'd get this far. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. like, it's like getting up there. I mean, obviously, it's like it's almost. It's like halfway through the Rocky movies in terms of numbers. Do you think we're going to get a fourth one? That's the question. <laughs> Only if there's a robot in it. Only if there's a robot in it. He fights a robot. It Ooh, becomes real steel. Versus oh, real steel. Yeah. Real steel versus Creed. <laughs> you guys got that anything else to say? Henry story. 
That was Rocky Four Jammer. That was man versus machine, Russian machine. That was. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 now it's a uh, well. I guess they already did that in Creed Two a bit, but I was like, it's relevant again. That that struggle. Oh, you look, stop it. Man, the second Creed had a budget of fifty million dollars. It looked expensive. Yeah, it looked, it looked great. great. Um, you guys got anything else to say about this? Nah. This was supposed to be an entire story. I just want to say it because it makes me very happy. So IDW is coming out with a flagship comic book and it will feature Cisco coming back from his time with the prophets in Deep Space Nine. And he is going to basically, as a god, be commanding a starship, which sounds insane. Why does God need a starship? Because we'll it's Cisco. <laughs> we will find out. Um, cool. I'm super excited. That's a great poll. I love it. Um, thank you. <laughs> but I am, I'm super excited to read this comic book because as someone who has wanted to know what's what happened with him as a character after the end of Deep Space Nine, um, this is going to be exciting. Uh, I there's a part of me that kind of wishes that it could have been live action, but I understand reasons why actually i think before picard i would have understood reasons better why but yeah 23 years after the end of that series we're finally going to find out what happened to him star trek's on top of it right now depending yeah they are doesn't matter the medium um, they're like we will bring back everything you love even if it's just a comic book <laughs> we yeah. get you we get the fans I would love if they could do like a motion comic book and get Avery books to actually come back and uh, use his voice. Or you can do a podcast like the con show. Yeah. This, I mean, Avery Brooks as a captain and Cisco as a character. Um, I, generally, I think of him as a fan favorite. And so I, I know people are going to be really excited to see what happens with this. So yeah, we'll see. I I will probably buy this. As someone who hasn't bought a lot of comic books uh, recently. This and the I'll one we talked about this. last week. Deviant or whatever. Which one was it? D- is that the name of it? Deviant? Last week's? It's the one with uh, Worf. We discussed that comic. Oh, yeah. Defiant? Def- we just briefly had a story on that. So like yeah, right now Defiant. they're seeming to deliver. Like th- That also sound like a comic you might pick up. So Star Trek Comics, IDW's like scratching that itch. They're all over Looking it. for your money. Yeah. Between their Power Rangers comic books and their Star Trek comic books, I am really happy. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's exciting. Anything else? Does anybody else? Does anybody have anything to say about this uh, comic book? I seem the only one. That I can't afford comics right now. Otherwise, I'd be down too. And I haven't. It'll seen be when, when it, I'm working when you my get way some there. money. It will be out. I mean, I owe my friend $1,000 for comic books, so I had to pay that off before I buy new comic Wait, books. Wait, hold on. Your friend loaned so you $1,000 your... for comic no, books? No, we both had to, we shared a pull list, and then I stopped being able to pay him back, and that kept going, and then I finally canceled my comics. But I owe Andrew about 1000 bucks he, for comic books. He let you, he let the, it lapse $1,000 before, did he Sounds like a scam. You? Sounds like no, a scam. No, it's fine, I'll pay it back. <laughs> I'm, gonna be I'm sure you soon. will, but I'm just surprised. That's a lot. That's I know. Not, that's, hey, you ready, not... Nikki boy? It's okay. You can pay me back when you get some money. Yeah. Mm, Tell Dan I, I owe know. you a soul. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or a kneecap. Soul at a, at a key moment. Yeah. Swallow your soul. Yeah. Swallow your soul. <laughs> you don't need those knees. Anyway. I don't. 
can barely Have stand shut it down. Work. Do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we? Did you guys talk about all the DC and Marvel shit while I was gone? Yeah. Yeah. No! yeah. Well, I mean, it's also been like it's almost been two full hours. Because so. all four of us are here. That's and always going to happen. Danny. We won't even mention the story till after the show. We did. We didn't leave out a story just for you, but you'll be happy. When, when I tell you the story at the end, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't have to talk about that because I hate this topic. But that's not why we left it out, but I like to think it is. But. And you, dear listener, <laughs> well, you'll just have to imagine it. what that is. But if you like what you did here, you can do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, check out LRM online for your reading pleasure, as well as the Genreverse Podcast Network for all of your listening pleasure. And viewing. Go check it out. On YouTube. Oh yeah, and view. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah. you're YouTube. looking at us right now. See jammers, pussy, and Nick's pussy in this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. Mission accomplished. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.